Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. Oh yeah. Welcome back to Boss Your Business, the Pet Boss Podcast. This is episode 40. I am so proud of this milestone because one of our amazing team of four people who have all different skills and help produce this podcast each week. And also because it's required me to be consistent every single week for 40 weeks, which definitely does not come naturally to me. So to kick off episode number 40 and this milestone, I am bringing you a short four-part series called Ask Candace. I went into the Pet Boss Club membership, which is filled with pet business owners from all over the U.S. and Canada, and I asked them if they could ask me anything, what would it be? So I'm bringing four amazing pet bosses to you over the next four weeks in this series. You'll get to learn a little bit about each of these members and then get my take on what they should do in this particular area of their business, which I bet you could use these tips too. The first Pet Boss Club member that I want you to meet is Amber Sutphin, owner of Pet Once South Hill in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She has an interesting story as a franchisee, and her question is about marketing and how to drive more people into her store. I bet you might be wondering the same thing. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Daniolo the founder of Pet Boss Nation, and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, 
or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. I'm excited to have Amber Setfin here, the owner of Pet Wants South Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, because she's a newer Pet Boss Club member and also a franchise owner. And we're going to hear about her journey and then explore how you can find new customers kind of on a low budget, right? So I think, and I know all of our listeners want to know more about how to do that. I think I want to learn more how to do that too myself. <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. I, I've got some, got some answers for you here, Amber. Amber, welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast. Thank you for having me. So I cannot wait to hear more of your story. You've shared a little bit already with me about how you became, you know, came into the pet industry. So for our listeners right now, share with us your journey and what that looked like. Uh, well, I think I just fell into it, stumbled maybe. Same like many other owners I hear on the podcast, you know, we had a dog that we love that ran into some health issues and struggling with vets, not getting any answers. Mm-hmm. So I had a dog, Abby, who beloved flat coat retriever. And for several months, she just wasn't right. Dull coat, isolating from the family, which retrievers do not want to isolate from their family. And I kept going back to the vet and they were just like, old dog, old dog, you're a worrywart. Don't worry about it. Be happy that she's thin, not fat. And I was like, but like bony thin? Like, I think that's something to be happy about. So yeah. one day I was flipping through Netflix and I came across the documentary Dog Fooled, which opened my eyes and horrified me all at once. And that just set me on this journey of research and digging and learning. And I originally started to try to feed her raw, but it was upset her stomach too much. So then I ended up cooking her meals, adding supplements and vitamins and minerals to balance what she needed. And within like a week or two, she bounced back. She's a totally different dog. Uh, energy playing with the other dog back engaged with the family my husband would come home from work and he'd be like oh what's for dinner it smells great and I'm like I don't know what you're eating that's for Abby (laughs) so yeah so I bought her uh, you know another nine months of good quality life we ultimately lost her to cancer because you can't you know that sometimes but that just set me on a journey of learning more and more and more Um, In the middle of that, I also got my Reiki master certification. So I do Reiki on animals, um, which I love doing and uh, releases and massages, which can release a lot of trapped energy and alleviate a lot of pain. And at the same time, we were looking for a business and I filled out a questionnaire online, what your hobbies and your interests, and it matched me with pet wants. So I researched pet wants. And their philosophy was really in line with what the journey that I was on. So, and it was actually a really affordable uh, franchise to get into because there's two models. There's a mobile model and a brick and mortar model. So you could start with a mobile, build your business, and then transfer to a brick and mortar or just stay as a mobile. So that's, that's how we ended up here. Wow. So that's, that is quite the journey. Now you weren't in the pet industry to begin with, right? What did you do before transitioning into the pet industry? Uh, I was a stable mom for six years. So uh, before that I did uh, human resources, had my children, uh, oh, got a degree in interior design in the middle of that, thought I would do that, but <laughs> it's not my, t- not for me. Um, 
stayed home with my kids for six years. And then I always loved working. So I thought, oh, I'll try life insurance. That was a, not, not a good match for me. So at the same time I was doing life insurance. So actually this opportunity came along. So I abandoned that quickly and, and focused all my time and energy into this. And, you know, mm-hmm. naively I thought, oh, small business ownership, I'll have time to still do all these things with my children. And that's not the way it plays out. Right. Not at all. <laughs> Right. It's that, it's that how hard could that be? I love pets. I love natural things. I get to, you know, bring my kids to work if I wanted to. Right. And, so. and it doesn't play out that way. Or I can, I can go to all the soccer games or whatever. And yeah, it's not what happens, but no, but like, it is way more fulfilling and very rewarding. Right. It, um, it is. And, and so for as hard as we work, the days, I also have a horse. So the days where I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I got some free time. I'm going to go ride my horse. I'm like, these are the little things where the reasons why we do it. Right. Right. I can go do, do the stuff I want to do at 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I I just want to go back to the situation that you were in and, and, and I, you know, I think you would use the word even um, that you were overreacting, you know, your veterinarian thought that you were overreacting to how you were feeling about your pet. That must have been super frustrating. <laughs> and uh, when you know that there are better options out there. Yes, it is. And I, I think probably like many of us, we struggle with this mental relationship we have with veterinarians. We love them some wonderful ones out there and there's some other ones we have high high frustration levels with Mm -hmm. but I I was listening to a a, a podcast as a vet in Australia who's a holistic vet and I I, this is what I'm gonna do this is my new mindset and he said it's a blind spot for them so to like change the perspective it's they're not doing it on purpose they're they're doing the best that they can there might not be an alignment with what we think or, or we believe but it's their blind spot they're not intentionally doing it but it is frustrating you so you had to find other solutions and that's how you came upon the pet fooled the the movie pet fooled is um was a production put on by cole harrington and i've had a chance to meet cole a bunch of times and that movie was really really impactful um not just for pet parents but even pet retailers you know they were showing it in their shops and um having cole come and visit so we we will link to that in our show notes for this podcast. You can visit the show notes at petboss.com forward slash episode 40. And we'll link to that in case you want to check it out. Okay. So did you have any thought about doing a franchise versus just starting your own? Or were you knew you wanted a franchise? Uh, I have zero thought on a franchise. Um I also had zero thought on starting my own. <laughs> so this was very impulsive. <laughs> very impulsive. Very impulsive. My husband, husband about had a heart attack. He was like, are you sure? Like He's a very like information filled spreadsheet person. And I'm like, let's do it. It sounds like a good idea. So yeah, franchise was not on my list of, of business ventures to jump into. The one thing that, I, well, there's many things that attracted me to pet wants. So one is it's a young franchise. So that means they're right now and there's not a whole bunch of rules. Yeah. So they really do let us, I think there's about 150 of us, run our businesses like we're little independent stores. So if you were to visit several stores around the country, they all look different. So customers are like surprised sometimes to find out that we're franchised because they're like, oh, this looks like 
the little local store. And we're like, yeah, because we are local owners. We live in your community. So I like that aspect of it. I like that we have our own branded food. It's a limited ingredient, high quality food that's manufactured, unlike other foods on the market. So it's made every 45 days. It's cooked at half the temperature of traditional food for a longer period of time. So mm. it's like a crock pot roast instead of a roast burnt in the oven. <laughs> and that we sell it by the pound. And so that's what I found was a differentiator between all the other pet stores in the city. Yeah. Because yeah. no one's doing that. No one has that. So how can we how can you be in a business that sets yourself apart when we're all kind of in the same swimming pool? Right, right. And that brand won't be sold at the big box. You know, they're not gonna be sold at your Pet Supplies Plus or PetSmart yeah. or Targets, Tractor Supply, all those, all yeah, those yeah. big businesses. So I do love that. And I and I encourage really, I mean, any listener who can have access to private labeling their own line of food to put it in their their company's brand. I mean, that's a smart move because it kind of forces the customer to get it from you because they're not sure where else to get it. So um, that's amazing. The the franchise now, tell us about, you know, because you already said that they have a mobile option and a brick and mortar option. Which one did you choose? Uh, we started with the mobile option, which that, so you sell, you get a territory. I think it's a uh, hundred thousand households per territory. So they're huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. They're quite big. So we bought three. So I basically own three quarters of Pittsburgh. So as a mobile, uh, you start off going to farmers markets, home shows, any kind of little pop-up setting up at breweries, uh, really kind of forces you to be creative to mm-hmm. build this customer base. And then the, the goal is to get people transition to our food and on a subscription for the food. So Pet Wants has offered free home delivery since 2010. So we were doing that long before the pandemic or any or even before subscriptions were popular. Again, you know, when we think sure. about what Chewy's doing with auto replenishment, it's like again, local independent pet stores can put people on a subscription for yeah. getting their food. I love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So when the pandemic hit and everything shut down, we were perfectly positioned to just keep on business as usual. You know, we lost some revenue through the lack of events, depending on what state you lived in. But as far as delivery customers and then that I got, I really did a jump in referrals as well. And because that's when people started thinking, hey, I do want to shop local. I do Mm -hmm. want to support a small business. So, um, yeah, we're very fortunate to be in an industry that was an essential business so we could all keep keep moving and keep growing. And then, but well, we bought a building in October in an up and coming community and opened my store March 13th. And so we have two self-serve dog washes. They're the K9000 models, which I absolutely love. Customers love them. They work fantastic. Yeah. And um, again, it's a franchise, but you know, I said, you know, when I open my store, I want to just focus more on heavily, heavily, heavily nutrition, which I know that we're all doing that, but I really don't sell anything in a box it's really just like my whole store is parts bar basically with the food um and just you know educating people and and trying to find well not trying to finding uh local producers that's the other great thing about pet wants is we have a certified nutritionist on staff so i can present products that i would like to carry or vendors and then they go and vet origins they go and vet quality they go do all the work for me and then they approve or not approve people so we have a huge catalog of thousands of products we can sell, but we're not, the, we're not told you have to sell this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also not told you have to have this sale. Um, so we really are left to our own devices. 
Which, yeah, a little, well, which could be, I guess, good or bad, right? <laughs> I'm just going to say, so some people, you know, some people thrive in that and others, I think, um, get frustrated because I think the misconception with the franchise is, is that it's a business in a box and you just have to show up and unlock the door. And that's not the case. You, you have to work just as hard as everybody else to gain your customer base and build your business. Yes. Yes. So let's talk about building your business. You know, I had gone into our Pet Boss Club membership and asked for people to share questions for this Ask Candace series. And uh, you kind of rose to the top because you are a avid Pet Boss podcast listener. And then now kind of what's evolved, I think, and where you might maybe need some support around uh, marketing and and trying to find the find more customers on a limited budget, yes. right? So you've transitioned from your mobile to your brick and mortar, and you feel like you've been starting from scratch. Um, the community's been very supportive for you, and you just want to know how to drive more people into the store. Is that right? Yes. So could you elaborate for us more on like what it is you have done for marketing so far? Probably not a lot. <laughs> Tell you the truth. I dibble and dabble at Instagram, but I admittedly I'm not consistent enough with my social media posting. But when I do, I, I do see, you know, some returns on it. I get involved in the community with volunteering and, and being on the community boards and um, donating food to some underserved people with pets in the community. So just trying to do like, just to be nice, not to try and get business, like just to be a good human being um, type thing. Um, the vet tech clinic has been really successful and that's brought in a lot of new customers and collaborating with um, some dog trainers in the area as well has been a very good source of getting new customers. We're just getting ready to launch some e-commerce program so we did hire my husband did hire a company that we're gonna we're gonna do some blast for us uh, so we went through that program but I guess just I'm not used to having a store so and I'm also by nature not a person who plans really far ahead so uh, one of the tools that has been great for me through Pet Boss is I did do the 90-day goal I filled out that whole work that whole thing which wow. is like I should have bought a lottery ticket because I felt like a winner. So for me, it's like going from being kind of a reactive business owner and then saying, oh, I want to do this. And then it's like, oh, well, that passed so quickly. I didn't have time to prepare. Mm -hmm. So one of my goals is to like follow your program calendar for the year, have have all this stuff ready so that I'm just pulling it out of a box and saying like, hey, this is this is where I need to be. So I guess, you know, how do you actually get on track where you're yeah kind of get a bit ahead, I think would really help me because I have a store now. I can have an event every day. I guess, I guess yeah. I wanted to, but you know, I think that's where that's for me, what I, it's the piece that's missing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not alone. That's for sure. We really have to bring in a lot of intention to blocking time out on our calendar to have those planning meetings that allow us to, you know, create that roadmap so that when we either then are in the moment, we kind of go, oh, we have a reference, a little cheat sheet. And then when we, again, block more time out to create the actual content, then we have our roadmap already determined. I mean, it really is marketing is to do it well, it's super time consuming. But there are little nuances and some things that I think you can do and, and our listeners can implement too, that really don't take a ton of time, but at least would um, start to get some traction for you. Okay. 
overall, after having looked at your social media, both on Facebook and on Instagram, and I know you said your website's in transition, we really do need to make you a visibility game plan, right? Like, you know, you need to be seen. And I love that you did the 90 day plan. And actually, since you're a Pet Boss Club member, I don't know if you got the email this week or know about the event that's happening tomorrow. But we are hosting our um, marketing co-working session, which is the visibility kind of game plan map. And we have a whole whole brand new planner that will help you kind of get clear on what you okay. should do next. Okay, so if you could come join us live tomorrow, please do. Otherwise, um, definitely catch the replay on that. All right. In that visibility game plan, though, I, I love that word visibility because it wasn't so much about market. Marketing just feels heavy. <laughs> but how can I become more visible? Right. And one of them is, gosh, I, you're so likable. For the, I know that our listeners on the podcast can't see the video of this, but we are recording a video as well that will be put on our YouTube channel. And you've got a great smile. You, I can tell that you're into the natural healing. You have a beautiful energy about yourself. And I would really love for you as the business owner to become more visible on your social media. I saw there's one picture on your Instagram recently of you and your a pet. And I was like, oh, her face, there it is, you know? And so I, that's kind of a missing piece for me when you, when, you know, one of the things you said that you loved about being in a franchise was that they have marketing of it. You know, they have done some marketing for you. And when I go to your Facebook page and some of your older posts, it is a lot of just their marketing. And you don't see that this is a physical business with human beings that, that work there okay. and are there to help <laughs> and that are in a community, right? So creating those visible assets to really paint that picture of what a customer really will experience. Now I did on Instagram, I can see that you've started to take pictures of your displays and the products and, and some more of that. I think that that's great. So we just need to up that even more. Okay. Okay. To pull off the bandaid and show my face. Yes, 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 yes. I'm even like thinking right now. Okay, so uh, for our listeners, she's sitting in front of her logo and she's got the all natural woven shopping bag behind her too. And it's really great. This this view right here is perfect for you to commit to some sort of a Instagram live or Facebook live okay. or even, even record a little video and they can be short. They could be like three minutes or less. And it's, you, you said you love to educate people. You love to talk about the quality products. You could just pick one little, little topic and do a three minute video just to share what it is, why it is. Don't, you don't need to do long production, right? Cause nobody watches that stuff anymore anyway. Okay. <laughs> they want short little videos. So we can at least release that pressure, but I would love to one, just help see you on, you know, if it, ha if it means you need to take a couple pictures or have somebody come and take some pictures, you don't have to be every single day uh, involved, but at least a few times a week would start to raise more awareness and help your customers get to really know you too. Okay. Okay. And create a habit for myself, I guess. Cause like once yes. you get into the habit of doing it, then you're like, Oh, I need to do this. Okay. Not even, yeah. Not even a habit, but like actually making a schedule. Okay. For yourself. So, the, and that is the big piece is that to get consistent, we actually have to put it in our schedule. Just like if we wanted to lose weight or work out, like you'd have to schedule, when are you going to go to the gym or when, are, you know, when are you going? So when are you going to work out? Same thing here. So if you know that you need three photos or, you know, for the week of you, then on that Monday, just snap a couple pictures in different places, one outside your storefront, one at the self-wash station, one, you know, holding up a 
cow ear up to your head or something, you know, like right. <laughs> you just pick those three things and it's done. And now you can schedule it and you okay. don't have to stress about it the rest of the week, right? Like batching that content at the, you know, at, at one time is going to be the most beneficial. Okay. okay. That is one piece of it. Okay. The other thing I think that would be pretty easy for you to do is having some sort of, we call them like bounce back coupons. Okay. Do you have a little business card size or a mini postcard size of something that is like 15% off one, uh, your purchase or 20% off one item? Do you have anything like that? I've, I can make something like that. I have something like that, that I've been giving to the trainers that I work with and they give it to everyone who does a class with them or new clients that they get. So that, but that's it's kind of more of a referral situation, but I can easily transfer that into the bounce back coupon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that worked really well for me. So now I started my pet business back in 2006 before, you know, where there was a Facebook and really, you know, <laughs> before any of this stuff. And so we did have to do some old school marketing. And one of the things that I did for over a decade was I made these, uh, they were the thickness of a business card, but they were slightly larger than a business card, but I could still easily fit them in my pockets or my wallet or my purse. And these coupons were for, I think it was for 15% off the whole purchase because I really just wanted to get them back in the store. And it was, you know, the cost of kind of finding that new customer. So these exact same coupons can be on you at all times so that when you are out in the neighborhood, even if you're at a coffee shop and see a dog <laughs> or end up talking to somebody, even at a neighborhood get together that has a cat, you know, you could have a coupon on you right then or a free gift on you to be able to give to them that has your business information and it might bring them in. Okay. Those exact same coupons uh, are actually, I mean, are, I would even call it a coupon. I would call it almost like a gift certificate or um, kind of like bonus bucks. Okay. So it's, so it has a perceived higher value. Those same coupons are going to sit like at your register because they're not like on the counter for the customer to see. But uh, when a customer is being rung out, do you add them to like an email list or a customer list or loyalty program or anything? I'm just, we just got a new point of sale system. So I'm just starting to like get that rolling. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you absolutely want to be building your list, which is like building your contact record, right? So same thing when you had your mobile business, I bet you people would order online and you kind of had their information, right? Yes. So we want to do the same thing here in the physical store. Okay. So don't stress about, oh no, what, what people probably don't want to give it to me. <laughs> you know, you have to give them the opportunity to join your customer list and collect their contact information, right? And an easy segue to that is when you say to somebody, Hey, you know, if you'd like to join our customer list, I can give you a 15% off coupon for your next visit. And most people will just say yes. And then you have that exact same little coupon card ready to go. You hand it to them, you know, you get their information from them, hand it to them. And then they may even say to you, well, can I use it right now? You just go, sure, let's use it right now. You know, like you want to be the cool person who's just like, you know, rewarded that customer for being there. And then you end up still giving them the 15% off coupon to say, Hey, why don't you still take this and you can use it on your return visit, Right. Cause we want, we want to increase their frequency. If right. we can get them to come back more, uh, more regularly within their first, even 60 to 90 days, that's a huge win. So these little like 
it's so simple to have a 15% off your whole purchase or a 20% off coupon that you hand literally hand out like candy. You just, it's it, everybody gets one, <laughs> you know, there's really no, no, no big investment on your part. I mean, you can buy these, you can buy these business cards for almost like $30 at, uh, I love 48 hourprintcom I mean, I, if you can find a local printer, that's fantastic. But I also love 48 hour print um, because they're super affordable and, and really good quality. Okay. So, okay, so what, I, what I might do to add on to what you just told yes. me, because I've been, had this mulling in my head for a long time, but I just don't execute. <laughs> so like I have a beautiful fully wrapped vehicle and I've always thought, you know, like real estate agents will put like the thing with the pamphlets. But I thought if I had one that hooked into my window when I go to the grocery store or where I'm whatever and just leave it there so people could grab. Yeah, with some information and then people don't feel under pressure because there's no like person standing there, you know, that they have to deal with. Um, So I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'd love you for for you to do that. And um, really when we think about again, getting visible, it's like, what are these little things that we can do to um, engage with people and still drive, you know, drive them into the, into the business. So becoming more visible one by being on social media more frequently and really showing not just the corporate pictures, but also the human side of the business and those products. You know, I know that you just did a reel that has all those, the furry cow ears and all those body parts. <laughs> so even taking just one ear and a still picture of it and explaining what it is and just telling people okay. that they're coming to get it, you know, there's, there's, you have so much content really all over the place inside that, that shop that could be put online. Okay. Okay. And then the other thing I'd encourage you to do, because it's not so much being salesy, but it helps with your visibility is engaging as your brand on other people's stuff, like other people's posts locally to where you are. So, and again, if we had, we have to put it on the calendar. So if you said, okay, every day, I'm just going to open up Instagram and spend 15 minutes, uh, commenting on any other businesses in my area, um, looking at the other pet businesses you can follow, searching hashtags. Like I bet there's a hashtag that, you know, your your pet your pet wants South Hill, right? So what's the South Hill part? Is that a, a town or a region? Yeah, Pittsburgh's north. It's a north side, south side, like Chicago, north side, okay. south side city. Yeah. So, so um, I bet, you know, there's probably like South Hill dogs hashtag or something. So yeah. if you can search that hashtag, and then posts will appear and you can like and comment as your pet wants South Hills brand. You're again, it's totally free and it puts you, you know, visible, you know, it raises your visibility on okay. other people's threads that likely have your customers on them. Right. So, or it could be your customers. So that's uh, some free, some free, very inexpensive ways to start to raise awareness about your, your pet business. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Ho- hopefully they're easy enough to implement. I know that the visibility <laughs> thing is a little scary, but we can, d- we can do it right. We can commit to the consistency thing. We can we do can. it. We can schedule it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Thank you so much for being here today and for sharing uh, your story and your journey and, and then what it's like having a franchise as well. This is our first franchise interview and then being open to getting feedback on how, you know, I can help you here at Pet Boss Nation. For our listeners too, you know, the Pet Boss Club is opening very soon. They're going to be opening. uh, We're opening our enrollment publicly in September. 
And we have a big pet business coaching week coming up on September 11th. So you were in our Facebook group, our free Facebook group community for a long time and recently became a member. What words do you have to share to anybody who might be thinking about joining us? I think it's, it's a really good decision. You can't look at, you know, the cost because it's an investment in yourself and your business mm-hmm. and it's personal development. So technically it should be a write-off, but, um, just getting different perspectives, listening to different owners, understanding that successful people have their struggles too, or they've been there. You know, people in this community are so, so helpful, um, offering advice or even just kind words of encouragement. If, if you're on the Facebook page and you see some people are struggling and there's a, a whole wave of people you don't even know cheering you on, you know, wanting everyone to be successful. And I actually got one of my friends who's a dog trainer to sign on, Brittany Yay. Jones from Mission Possible. And, you know, I find myself sharing your advice. There's a guy down the street who has a bike store. We're talking about the challenge with employees. And I shared with him how you said, you know, always have someone that's only doing one or two days a week, a couple hours, like in, in the mix. And he was like, that's a great idea. So he went out and he found someone to do that. And I'm like, so then they're fully trained and ready to step in when some turnover happens. And so it's these little nuggets of advice that you get that can really, you know, open things up in a, in a broader way. Yes. Yes. Because there's just so much to business that we all don't know. And then we get so stuck in the weeds that it is nice to have a place uh, where there's other like-minded people who are, are there to cheer each other on, but also, um, you know, ready to continue to grow their businesses. So yes, we're excited to have you as a member. And I hope that um, those listening become members as well. And so if our community wants to come find you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Instagram, because that's where I'm like trying to focus. Uh, so Pet Watch South Hills on my Instagram page. I try to also post like cartoons and stuff that I think are funny because I think sometimes some people's Instagram pages are a little too serious. So I like to add some levity to people's days. I love it. I love it. Make sure to go check out Pet Wants South Hills on Instagram and definitely check out the show notes so you can connect with all the resources we discussed today on this podcast. Thanks so much for being here, Amber. Thanks for having me. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? You know, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast, or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.